Hello, my name's Evie and I'm here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love with some amazing people I've met through Instagram. Most Fridays, unless I'm going out for a drink, join me for a good old chat on everything surrounding sex and your body with some of the best in the sex positive community. Welcome to Clitterally the Best, a conversation with Tash from Talk Peach discussing gynecological cancers. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm really good. I'm very excited to be on your podcast um, with such an epic lineup. So yeah, thank thank you you so much. You're up bright and early, aren't you? (laughs) Very early. Mm. So yeah, it's 7.30 a.m. over in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, And I've woken up to actually a spectacular day. It's like beautiful blue skies. So Nice. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, well, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, um, so kia ora everyone, my name is Tash Crosby and um, I'm from Auckland, New Zealand mm-hmm. and I am the founder of Talk Peach Gynecological Foundation, um, which is um, one of our country's leading gynae charities, which is awesome, um, and I founded it um I mean the only kind of downside is I did found it was founded from um a traumatic kind of time in my life Uh so um I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2017 okay um yeah and then it was post my battle um with ovarian cancer that um the charity kind of um was formed formed, really yeah. yeah Um, but I could talk a little bit about my diagnosis, how I was diagnosed and stuff. If you yeah, if you're to happy or... to. Yeah, of course. Whatever you feel comfortable with, of course. But yeah. Yeah. I'm happy talking about everything to do with gynecology. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed at this point. Um, if everyone hears me stop for a second during this podcast, it's because I'm slurping my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so in 2017 um, is when I was diagnosed. And, and I guess kind of the lead up to um it's getting found um Mm. was also kind of unfortunately quite commonplace which happens with a lot of um people who are diagnosed with ovarian cancer Uh where you're kind of brushed off and it's told it's a million other different things um and Mm. then you're eventually diagnosed but um so I got diagnosed because I'd already had endometriosis like my whole life Mm. basically all since my period um and I'd had surgery to remove the endometriosis before Uh and then a couple of years later I was like oh shit I started getting some like pelvic pain and Mm -hmm. I was really tired and I had back pain um but I also did at that time work in um special education which is a pretty intense job so I kind of thought oh maybe it's that stress yeah yeah um but then it kind of kept it just felt kind of felt weird and one day then I had this period and I was just like it was just a really different type of period like I couldn't even though I had the endo it was never extremely excruciating like I could Mm -hmm. still function but this time I was just like in bed not being able to move and I was just like what the so my partner at the time was like you better go to the doctor so I did um and I just thought, oh, it's my endometriosis, you know, it's mm. probably just grown back and I probably need to get it removed again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to the doctor 
and um, they sent me for a, um, a scan, like an ultrasound, and that's where they found um, the cyst. And oh. I was like, I actually felt, I felt really good when they found it because I was like, oh, I'm so onto it. Like, I'm so in tune with my body. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like proud of myself. Like, oh, I know my body, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> um, and even the lady was like, oh, you know, the lady who delivered the scan, she was kind of like, oh, now, you know, at least you know you're not crazy now. Like, mm. we found something. And I was like, yes. Um, and so they were like, well, what happens when you get a cyst is they usually just go, we'll just wait to see if it grows. And if it grows to five centimeters or more, that's when they remove it. Okay. Um, and so that's what happened the first time. But I was like, well, shit, I had to wait for like nearly six months. Oh, I think it was like four God. and a half months. Sorry. But yeah, that it must have been really stressful. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't be bothered to wait. Like, hmm. it just was gross. Like, I was like, I don't want this big cyst inside me for another like four and a half months. That's hmm. just, no one, no one does. So yeah. I kind of was like, nah, I'm going to get this cyst out. And so um, I went back to my doctor and I was like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. And it feels, you know, I'm kind of keen to get this out like pronto, mm. you know? Yeah. He kind of, like, he did a, um, what they call a pelvic exam. So I kind of felt in up around my pelvic wall and then felt my abdomen. And he was like, do you know what? Actually, it feels quite distended, which was like, and I was quite bloated, mm-hmm. um, but nothing like crazy, you know? Um, yeah. And then, so he rang the hospital and was like, I want to send Tash in. And they were like, nah, it's not serious enough. And so he was just mm-hmm. like, well, he actually said, I, he actually said the F word on the phone, which I've never heard. Oh of my God. Before, <laughs> like, he was like a crazy doctor from like this little island. Um, called That's quite um, nice Frank. though. Cause you know that he's like cares and he's actually trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause some of them are just like, oh, wait. <laughs> Exactly. And I'll tell you what, that phone conversation and him having that sass is probably what saved my life because then he said, mm. right, if you feel weird over the weekend, Tash, because he, he was like, I'm going on, he had his own health problems and he's like, I'm actually going on leave for like three months. If you feel weird, you take yourself to the emergency room. And I was like, okay. So of course I wake up on the weekend. I guess I'm feeling weird, but I'm probably just more feeling yeah like just completely overwhelmed like just like oh like mm. shit. so I just thought fuck it I'm gonna go to the um sorry I'm swearing on this is that all right oh no no that's cool yeah swear away <laughs> um I thought I'll just go I'll go to the emergency room so I went to the emergency room um a pregnant doctor kept me overnight said it's just your endometriosis take mm-hmm. Panadol that's all we can do go home and I was just like <sighs> raging I was like well you've got a baby I've got a bloody huge cyst growing on my ovaries that could potentially you know lead mm. to me not ever be so I was just like what the hell yeah a few days later I was like nah I'm going in again so I went in again they kept me in overnight sent me home and then literally this is all in the space of like 10 days the third oh, wow. time I had this pain go down my leg and I was like rang my mom and she was like nah I'm taking you in so we went in again Mm. They were sending me home and mum went, you'll just have to put the waterworks on. And I did. I was just like, I know there's something wrong. Like, this mm. is not right. Do you know your I body? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's something going on and I'm I'm just, this is not cool. Like, And um, luckily there was this young 
doctor who was on like her locum there or whatever and she mm. was like she was the one that pushed me through to get the CT scan mm. and um then they sent me home and literally days after that I was at work and someone called me at work going hey Tash um we need to see you are you able to come back into the hospital about your CT scan I was like yeah yeah like um next week or this week and they were like no like now and I was just like Oh. as soon as they said that the very first sentence that came out my mouth was have I got have I got fucking cancer and she went on the mm. phone yeah we think that you've got cancer and I was just like oh my oh. god mm. and then it was kind of a whirlwind from that of um just like crying and my mum ended up picking me up because I couldn't drive of course yeah I couldn't imagine drive. yeah mm. and then sitting in this room pacing up and down mm. and your kind of life kind of flashing before you because you're like by then I googled ovarian cancer because I knew where the cyst was oh the worst part um, of googling <laughs> yeah scare yourself I know mm. but I, I mean but also you know you do google ovarian cancer and the, even though it's so terrifying the facts mm. are not right like I was like holy shit 85 percent of women diagnosed with it are caught in late stage where it's incur- pretty much incurable. Mm. Oh my God. Like I was like, shit, my chance of living five years, is like such a small percent. Mm. So I literally thought, Oh my God, I'm like, I'm going to die soon. And, and also they put me in this blooming room that had like a family bed and uh, a, a double bed, then another bed, then a wardrobe and drawer. It was like an apartment. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is like this is the hospice room. Like I've come oh, here God. to die. Like, <laughs> I know it was just like so I was like holy shit I was pacing for 45 minutes until I like Mm. rang them back I was like is someone freaking coming because like I've been here for 45 minutes Mm. um and that's where they came and the lady came down and she was so nervous herself like she sat on the bed then she kneeled on the ground and she stood next to me she couldn't get comfortable to tell me the news um and went look we think we've got ovarian cancer we're going to do major surgery and you're going to have to come back I think I was back in for the surgery within like 48 hours or something oh, wow um yeah and to cut that long story short I guess is I had one surgery where they cut me from my um vagina or up top of my vagina up to my belly button and then um removed the right over and fallopian tube and then they biopsy that and then oh. I had to wait two weeks just going am I how long you know like going mm. in this limbo oh it must know. have been a really long two weeks as well like, I know it's, when you're waiting for like any result it yeah time just goes so slow yeah yeah so it was just like a pretty excruciating mm. wait like a one on one hand I was like okay try to live your life even though I was like oh I can't walk up but um but I was just trying to be positive but it was just so hard not to go to like some really dark places and then um, the biopsy came back and, yeah, it was cancerous. And they're like, we have to do a full another massive surgery now. We have to do the oh. same thing from cutting up. But this time we've got to remove everything from in there. So oh. total hysterectomy. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. I remember that surgery and I was just lying on the bed. I was just, like, crying and crying on, in the um, operating room. And the, oh. um, the surgeon and the nurse is just, like, all mm. hugging me around me. It was just so scary that one, and then obviously oh. I went to sleep. I'm so sorry you had happened. to go through that. That is that's awful. It's yeah. so good. It's so good that you're in tune with your body and you you picked it up. 
because I think a lot a lot of people have just pushed it aside because especially with women and issues we have anyway like we have aches and pains and periods and then like yeah endometriosis that I can imagine and, exactly. yeah it's so easily brushed aside yeah and then you know I had after that it was six months of chemotherapy and then mm-hmm. it takes a long time to recover but um I guess moving forward into kind of how Peach was born, I guess was, Mm -hmm. you know, during that period of time, I was like, um, okay, like where's all this community of women with gynae cancers, you know, like, and I was just like, I just couldn't find, you know, it was just like, there was one charity in New Zealand, but they've recently Uh shut down. So we didn't even have a charity at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I was like, shit. So I went to Instagram and that's honestly, that's what got me through because I found all these other girls from around the world who were going through the exact same thing. And like two of my greatest friends from it, um, um, Faye, who lives in the UK and Uh Sherry, who lives in the US, we became really tight because we all had our chemo on the same, on the same day. Oh, that's nice. But we'd be like, Oh, so we'd be like suffering the week after together. But it was like, Oh, it's just so nice. Like, that we were, us three were so in sync with it. Yeah. Like it's going through the exact same um, mm. time. But yeah, so in the end we did, like there was, there's a lot of us and we formed this kind of community and mm. that honestly was really what um, helped all of us, yeah. not just me, but all of us through, I think, because it was just having someone to, to talk about who actually knew. Mm. Someone to relate, yeah. That you're going through. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I was just like, I've got to do something. Like, I have to do something with all this that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was eventually so lucky. I ended up getting diagnosed with only stage one ovarian cancer, which only 15% okay. of people do. Like oh, wow. Late. Mm. Um, so I was extremely lucky. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to do something. I needed to do something because I was like, it's just absolutely ridiculous how, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know what ovarian cancer bloody was. Like, I'd heard of survival, like, most of us have heard of survival yeah. cancer. But um, I just never heard of ovarian cancer. And the whole time I was going through stuff, getting scans and stuff at the hospital, I just didn't even mm-hmm. think of cancer. Like, it was the last thing that entered my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. So I don't I think like, I've. I heard of it until recently. To be fair, or from your page, I've never. I never heard of vulval cancer. Is that? How you say yeah. That? Yeah, I'd never heard of that either. So, yeah, there just really isn't enough awareness at all. Yeah, crazy. So, I was just like, this is absolutely crazy, and I know what it is. It's a patriarchy, and it's stigma, and it's taboo, mm-hmm. and all of this that we haven't talked about these for so long. Um, and you know, I guess. Me, I, I wanted, yeah, I basically, I was extremely, I'm a, I was, I am extremely passionate about educating mm-hmm. on um, gynecological cancers um, yeah. and also to help people feel confident in advocating for themselves and not just brush it off as, oh, it's um, just a woman's issue. Like, yeah, I'm just like my news now is like women's issues. We're not here for it. Like, I don't give a, we don't care about women's issues because it's like, I'm sick of women's issues mm. because it's not just you know it's not like quote quote woman's issue it's actually something real and it, yeah um, just because it's in that area it's a real oh yeah it is a real issue mm. that we don't brush off for example two weeks ago vulval cancer um mm. 
you know, it was the funeral of my really good friend from university, you know, and she was diagnosed and she was dead within the year. And we had her funeral, passed around the 23rd of December. um, So only a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like really um, shocking because with her as well, it was just like never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess for listeners, I, you know, if I was passing on information, I guess one of the biggest misconceptions with gyne- gynecological mm-hmm. health is that a cervical, um, your pap smear or cervical smear um, mm-hmm. is kind of like your warrant of fitness for your gyne health. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's an extremely important screening tool that um, everyone who, who's sexually active with a cervix needs to have. Mm-hmm. And but it only checks for changes to the cervix. So you could be mm-hmm. stage four ovarian cancer or stage four uterine cancer and going through uh-huh. a spike smear, they'll still ring you back and go, yep, totally fine. You know, it's oh, not going to pick up on anything else. Yeah. That's scary. So yeah. Not yeah. Mm. So the only way, because there is no screening for the other four gynecological cancers, which are mm-hmm. vaginal, vulval, um, ovarian and uterine, but in the mm-hmm. UK, you guys, Uterine womb cancer, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys call it womb. Oh, okay. Um, I think America does too. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Australia and New Zealand, we call it uterine. Um, okay. But yeah, to the only, because there's no screening for those, it's super important that people are knowing the signs. Mm. Um, and when you're going to your doctor, I always suggest just writing them down and looking at like a, um, a gynecological website. There's us, there's. Um, and there's a few across. Yeah, your the website's UK. great. Yeah, <laughs> go to websites. You could go to Talk Peach. You could go to um, there's Eva Peel over in the yeah. UK and Michael Trust and mm-hmm. um, a few others. Uh, what's one called? Peach. Oh, I always forget the name of that one. I, I feel really bad because I love them, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you say? Um, yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry, carry on. I interrupted oh, no, you. Go. <laughs> I was just going to say, back to the um, signs to look out for, what are the main signs? Because obviously if they're not getting picked up through screening, how can we stay in tune with our body? Yeah, definitely important question. Well, because there's five kind of cancers, they all have um, a different, I guess, subset of signs. Uh-huh. But an overall blanket, I would say, would um, be pelvic pain, mm-hmm. um, abdominal bloating, and not just not abdominal bloating that comes and goes, but abdominal bloating that is persistent. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean it has to be, you know, hugely bloated. Just bloated. It could be just if it's slightly bloated for you, that counts. Okay. Um, another really common one is needing to go, um, is needing to pee a lot. Okay. Um, Abnormal bleeding, so bleeding between periods or mm-hmm. bleeding menopause, um, change in bowel habits, so constipation, diarrhea, any kind of change in bowel habits, painful, um, painful mm-hmm. bowel movements, lower back pain, fatigue, um, and in di- yeah, kind of indigestion. Mm-hmm. Another one is feeling full quickly as well, like not being able to eat as much as, okay. as you used to. Um, those would be kind of a subset of the main ones, but if, then if we're talking sort of vulval cancer, which is one that would generally appear on the outside, mm-hmm. you're looking for those kind of symptoms, but then also, um, 
abrasions to the vulva, lumps, changes to the color of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can start even if it's just tiny and small. Um, so as it actually pays to have a good look at your vulva and yeah. probably I'd say even once a month is what they recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if, you, if you've if you never actually looked at your vulva and then you go look at it and you're like, holy shit, has that been there the whole time or is that new? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good just to check it out. And um, Yeah, I did that recently of- and I – yeah. Because I had a like little freckle I've always had down there, and then I hadn't looked recently, and then I looked, and this freckle turned into a really big mole. So, ah. I, and because I haven't been looking regularly, when I went to the doctors, I was like, they were like, "How long is it? Like, when did it start growing?" And I'm like, "I don't know," because I haven't been looking that yeah. regular. It's like a really awkward place that I've got to pull bits apart to find it. So, yeah, and luckily, well, good on yeah. you. At least you noticed that it's changed, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and luckily um, I. But like you say, obviously, I, this is completely different and not on your level at all. But even just waiting for the results of that biopsy felt like forever. So I can't even imagine how, like the stress as well, like stress just has such a physical effect on your body. It's, yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I'm actually so proud of you that you did that. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, because, yeah, you can't, you won't notice a change unless uh-huh. you've, you've, you've been there beforehand. Um, and there's also, it's on our Instagram somewhere, um, how to check your vulva. Um, oh, nice. There's a post about that. I should put that on the um, website, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, or just Google it. There's actually lots of information on how to yeah. perform an at-home vulval check. We can um, link, link to it on the, pod- on the podcast promo. I'll, I'll tag it in. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, it's actually a good way. It's, it's actually empowering. Mm. putting your hands on something that powerful yeah <laughs> does some good stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. um so yeah those would be the signs that I would recommend and I'd also uh-huh. just recommend if you go to your doctor to write them down mm-hmm. and it's just really important as well I guess to always have in your mind that it's like it's my body mm-hmm. I know that this will change I know it's different for me mm-hmm. I don't want things to be brushed off and, you know, if you are brushed off or if it's told things are at all bowel syndrome, which they often are, um, or, you know, gluten tolerance, which it often is, mm-hmm. um, then if things keep going and they persist, um, then to seek a second opinion. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the rule of thumb is if you've had some symptoms and they've consisted for two weeks, then uh-huh. that's time That's the time to take action, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is quite um, scary at how, yeah, if you don't push, then necessarily it could just, yeah, you like you say, you had to push so many times. And if you'd just gone, oh, well, I can't be bothered anymore, that could have completely changed the outcome. And it's just, it's, it kind of makes me angry how if you don't shout and for yourself, then yeah. nothing gets done. And it really shouldn't be yeah. like that. Yeah. And, you know, I actually, you know, and it's like not everyone is as privileged as, as that, you know, it's yeah. like I'm privileged that I felt I had the means and the sass to be able to do that, but not mm-hmm. everyone, you know, and it's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. And I'm actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just kind of over it. So I just think the more that people who are at risk of a gynecological cancer are aware mm-hmm. of things and engaging with um, sex positive accounts, um, you know, there's so many great ones out there now, like yourself, like there's oh, so many wonderful, like I remember when I was sick, there was just hardly anything, which was only, 
you know, back in 2017. And now it's just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm following. I mean, I just love the gram. I'm living for sex positiveness on the gram at the it's moment. Great. So it's shout great. out. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Like, I'm just like, whoa, I just, I'm just learning so much stuff that, mm. yeah, it's just incredible now that, um, yes, you can getting get the conversations going. Things. So important. And community, you know, mm. and it's that community that gives people the courage. Um, yeah. to, to um, advocate for for themselves and feel confident mm. to advocate for themselves. Um, so mm. yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's an awesome space, and um, yeah, I'm definitely really passionate about keeping the charity going. I think we're going to have a big year this yeah, year. Amazing. We're going to do a nationwide like campaign with like billboards and bus stops. And amazing! Things. Oh, that's yeah. great. Gonna be awesome, and we've got a support guide that's getting written at the moment. So it'll be the first New Zealand like because um, when I got diagnosed, I got handed mm-hmm. a little piece of paper from the Macmillan Trust, which is like a UK charity. Like, <laughs> the tiny paper, basically, like you've got a cancer. Um, mm. like yeah, I've always seen on your Instagram about um, research is quite underfunded. Um, yeah, is, is that getting a bit better or is that, yeah, still not great? No, research is greatly underfunded. Uh, um, not only in just new, well, specifically for ovarian cancer. Cervical cancer has mm-hmm. had a lot of research, hence such a good screening program. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other cancers, not so much, especially ovarian. And the reason mm-hmm. I bring up ovarian, not only because I've had it, I also had a dual diagnosis of uterine cancer. Um, but oh, wow. The reason I talk ovarian is because it is the deadliest of the gynae cancers mm-hmm. um and the survival rates for it are so low like it hasn't the survival rates haven't really changed worldwide much since the 1970s whereas breast cancer mm-hmm. used to have the same sort of survival rates around you know the look about 32 35 percent mm-hmm. and now um your chance of surviving 10 years um 10 years or more of breast cancer up at 92% if you're detected by a mammogram and the average is um, survival of 80% now. Whereas ovarian cancer is at 39% and it's lower in the UK. It's at 35%. um, It's just crazy that we know so much about breast cancer. Like it's such a common thing to talk about, but it has such a high survival rate compared to ovarian. Like that's the one we need to shout about surely is ovarian and yeah yeah mm. and I think I mean the you know and everyone's like oh where's the marches down the street and the sports teams wearing our colors mm. and stuff you know especially like the people marching the street and it's like I always say well do you know what the absolute shitty fact is we don't have the army of people to go do that because mm. we're actually just all dying like as much as I love the community that I'm in as well mm. the sad sad thing with ovarian cancer is I lose friends all the time like our community is just shrinking you know mm. um and it's really sad and mm. I mean it's completely traumatic you know these people yeah cut early and it's just like shit well, we need money too so it really is actually about the public getting behind it because mm-hmm. just the people who have been affected are never going to be able to make this change on our own so we really do need, we, you know, we want, we, we need companies behind us as well, backing mm-hmm. us as well. Um, and I mean, it's crazy. I know in New Zealand, um, you know, we lose someone from ovarian cancer every 48 hours. It's higher than wow. um, our, we lose more um, 
women or, or people who can be affected by gynec cancer than we do to our road toll mm-hmm. that our government's just committed 10 billion dollars over the next 10 years to our road toll and like zero dollars to <sighs> it's like which is crazy because actually 10 billion dollars from them is probably more than the whole mm. world has ever given that's a worldwide and that's just for our country on the road so <sighs> just like cool like mm. we don't even have worldwide and nothing's gone into that and it's about all countries committing to it because whatever country makes the progress in the science for yeah. it obviously is going to affect um people in other countries so i mean i can see the shifts and the change happening because i've, I've definitely people becoming more aware um mm-hmm. and so i think eventually we will get the backing and hopefully we do um, mm-hmm. like breast cancer done uh, has has got and I mean I've done an amazing job everyone knows about breast cancer now you know how to check mm-hmm. your breasts you know what signs and symptoms to look out for there's a lot of support and there's so much fundraising mm-hmm. um, and I just think that that needs to happen for gynecological cancer as well um, yeah yeah which is why I didn't just start a charity just for ovarian I think it's important you know I think it's important to have the, all of them in the mm-hmm. in the same in yeah. the same charity so I think every each of them have their own month that you kind of raise awareness but we we raise awareness across the whole year with a specific push on certain months mm-hmm. but our fundraising month is September because that's gyne awareness that's gynecological awareness month both here and in the UK yeah um, well you're doing an so, amazing job we need to collab on a little post so you can provide some good info yeah. <laughs> Because I wanted to do a post ages, but I didn't want to know if I'd do it justice. Because obviously, I need your expertise. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely. I would anything to get awareness out. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm your girl. But yeah, I think it's going to be a big year. We've got um, a major um, period company who is going to put our, our branding nice. all across their products, which cross pharmacies and supermarkets. So that's, that's amazing. And we've got a sports team as well who are getting us across a uniform this year. So So I think, you know, as much as like sometimes I feel like I've been pushing water up a hill, when I look back because the charity's only a year and a bit old, Mm -hmm. I'm like, shit, we've actually done a lot. You know, I've spoken to government like two times. I've spoke, I've been invited to all our... um, a district health board gynecological conferences as keynote speaker mm. you know every living breakfast show so I think we've done we're doing you're yeah, doing amazing doing, for how long did you say you've been going um we've been going for a year and a half yeah that's now. like nothing yeah. for what you've done like that's amazing yeah wow yeah so we have we have done a lot I have to sometimes mm-hmm. remind myself that but um yeah it's been crazy busy because I also work for the Ministry of Education. Okay. But um, I've recently gone down part-time so that I can do the mm-hmm. charity as well because I was doing it on top of that and I was just, like, reaching peak burnout. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. But, yeah. And then I've also got a side hustle. But we'll, I reckon we'll probably have another podcast about that. When that <laughs> Ooh. <reaches>. Nice. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, definitely. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm. That's going to be really exciting. That's definitely more on a sex positive um, note. And it's mm-hmm. quite, it's in the same arena, but um, a little bit different. But yeah, I can't really Ooh. talk about it yet. But. Hush, hush. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. 
we've got so much information now this is going to be great for our listeners um do you want to tell them where they can find you if they are not following you already yeah um you can find us at www.talkpeach.org mm-hmm. um or you can find us on instagram at at talk underscore peach uh-huh. and if they want to donate can they donate on the website yeah we have a donate button on our website and our website's really amazing it's got all the information on all five guiding cancers Mm -hmm. the signs the symptoms the treatment that happens with each of them Mm -hmm. the risk factors Um, there's also a support section there so if you have been diagnosed um, there's a good section on um, wigs and you know brow loss and lashes and Mm -hmm um yeah some sort of financial financial advice and stuff like that um yeah hopefully our website will get even bigger this year to add more Mm -hmm. info on it um but yeah that's where it's at right now Mm. Um, and yeah Yeah. we post most days so there's always information coming out and Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm happy to chat at any time with Mm -hmm. anyone about anything to do with gynae cancers or any concerns amazing um, we obviously can't answer medical questions but we can definitely send you guys in the right um direction mm-hmm. but if you are going through gynae cancer then i'm always happy to chat, chat because i've been there before um mm-hmm. i know a million different tips for getting through chemo or just even getting through the trauma mm-hmm. post um diagnosis which you know is a whole nother kettle of fish like um the mental yeah. side of um getting through a cancer battle is um oh yeah can imagine wow and especially because yeah. you're obviously you're um doing all this talk peach stuff that i can imagine it's quite at the beginning as well going through your trauma over and over again can be quite hard too yeah yeah it's definitely i kind of worried about that my and my family too like whether it's going to mm-hmm. be triggering but um i feel like it's almost helped yeah it's helped me I think because I've, I've had I've had to talk about my story and talk about stuff a mm-hmm. lot so I feel like I've really um yeah kind of <laughs> your people who have interviewed me like you you're all like kind of like my counselors like you've helped me you helped mm-hmm. me kind of get it out and and I don't know I just see how good it's doing and it just makes me feel good so mm-hmm. I think it's definitely had a major part in um overcoming um the trauma and yeah um, yeah Mm. life positively because yeah I definitely see life in a whole different way now and I have um yeah I'm Mm. I'm thankful every day for just like being caught early and being able to live my life you know um with I have very little chance of it coming back since I got caught so early so that's great news um, yeah yeah I'm just thankful that I'm gonna have a a beautiful bright future mm, yeah. and thankful for that doctor as well <laughs> for your corner <laughs> I, still, I still drive I have to drive like half an hour 40 minutes he's like why don't you change doctor I'm like I'm not changing doctor like, <laughs> you are mine forever <laughs> yeah. yeah and he also I'm like but you also just listen to me because he's like you're not Tash you know you're the only person now that comes in here and tells me what to prescribe you <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it yeah, I'm usually kind of right. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. I've got a, I've got a good relationship with him now, and you know, I think that is important. And mm, yeah, sure. so if you're feeling like you're not connecting with your doctor and they don't listen to you, then definitely shop around for a new one because yeah, um, my one 
saved my life. And it was because he was just helped me advocate for myself and was like, mm-hmm. no, this feels weird. If you feel weird, go, go to the emergency room. And that's what I mm-hmm. did. Three times it took, but we got there and um, I'm just thankful, you know, yeah. that I'm yet to live another day. But yeah, I definitely do this work because, you know, I guess it's an, an homage of all those who lost mm-hmm. their lives, especially all the beautiful people that I met along the way and developed wonderful friendships with who are no longer here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also for um, the people who are going to be diagnosed and they need, you need a community and you need to know that there's someone out there mm-hmm. pushing for things to be known. It's a pretty, it was pretty isolating really when I got diagnosed and there was just not much yeah, going on. Imagine. So yeah. I just want to make sure that space. The good side of happen. social media. <laughs> Mm. yeah exactly yeah, yeah the community side and it is I mean you're we're all working in the same space and it's a, it's a yeah it's a very mm-hmm. it's an awesome space to be. I, I, yeah I, yeah I love it and I love educating mm. but I also love learning as well yeah <laughs> oh thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for sharing your story so openly um yeah, yeah I can imagine this has helped a lot of people yeah. <laughs> oh it's such a absolutely love your account it's oh thanks like, <laughs> it's in my it's it is it's like probably my it's pro- I don't even know maybe it is my just top account <laughs> I just love it it's so easy to reference you know it's just like yeah mm-hmm. you can kind of go there find what you need and yeah I just really love oh. the way you've laid it out just, um yeah thanks. I think your account is definitely helping heaps of people with it Thanks. I'm slowly working through a website, which will be more of like a, like kind of like a glossary for things, um, like cancer yeah. and stuff like that. But I didn't realise how much work it was, so it's it's definitely pending. Yeah. <laughs> I know the website's the hard side of it, eh? Yeah. But, um, I'm just I'm not very good at website. I have to get someone else to do it for me, which is hence why, um, mm. yeah, I need to figure out a good way to get that going a bit better but there is yeah for the listeners there's definitely lots of info on it um currently mm-hmm. and you'll be able to learn a lot from reading it so Amazing. yeah please check it out and know the signs and advocate for yourself if there's yes. any changes get your vulva mm. um you've got to check your vulva post and um have a look at that um mm. but i'm sure evie will get one out soon as well yes yes <laughs> we're gonna do a post together all about every all of these cancers because yeah it, they need to be shouted about for sure yeah yeah they do, they do. Yeah. yeah and it'll make a lot of people have been diagnosed with them just be like thank you yeah <laughs> oh yeah. well thank you so much for coming on and yeah everyone mm, until next time guys bye <laughs> see you